This is a Hot Pie Media Original. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. So, is there anything that is preventing you from achieving your goals? Anything at all? Is there a reason that you seem like you're in Stuckville and you just can't move forward? Well, BetterHelp is here to assess your needs and really match you with your own licensed professional therapist. I love that you're able to chat with them within 48 hours and it's not a crisis line. It's not for self-help. It really is just professional therapy and you can do this securely online. The services are available no matter your time zone and you can log into your account anytime and send your message to your therapist. It's like having them on speed dial. You can even schedule a weekly video or phone session, and you never have to sit and wait in a lobby. BetterHelp is really committed to, you know, facilitating those great therapeutic matches, and they make it super easy and free to change therapists if you need to do so. I know with a lot of the service providers of anti-human trafficking organizations and people like you who are listening to this could have some vicarious trauma and the therapists they see don't normally allow them to move back and forth. And so here you're able to change therapists if you need to do so, um, so that you find a better fit. Now, BetterHelp really wants you to start living a happier life today. So please visit their website, betterhelp.com. And because they're doing such a great job, you can join over a million people who have taken charge of their own mental health and with the help of an experienced professional. And so we have an actual special offer for you today for all of the Inhumane podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash inhumane. This episode of the Inhumane Podcast is brought to you by Canopy.us. Now, I know you've heard me talk a lot about the dangers of online in our world today. So I'm here to tell you about a few tips that can help protect your kids online from porn and sexting. I highly recommend, of course, to use parental controls on all of your family's devices. But the truth is that the average age of exposure to porn is 11 years old. And one in four kids have received a sext and one in seven have actually sent one. So that's why Canopy is such an important app to install on your kids' devices. Canopy actually helps prevent the exposure to porn before it happens. They use their technology actually filters images and videos in milliseconds. And when Canopy detects a nude or lingerie-esque image, it's saved to your child devices. It will give them the option to delete or send to you for approval. That's like a lot of checks and balances. So you can try Canopy for today by using the code INHUMANE and check out for 30 days free and 20% off for life at canopy.us. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to the Inhumane podcast where we are on part two of episode 29. And it is with it starts with believing. It starts with believing the victims so that they no longer become 
a victim of another sort, right? Um, If you have not heard part one of It Starts With Believing, you want to go listen to that. It gives us the intro and we start talking um, about the U.S. Gymnastics Organization and how they failed um, not only the victims and their parents, but in all honesty, they failed society as a whole. So go listen to part one and then come join us for part two. Okay, so according to Merriam-Webster, the definition of scandal, there's about three of them, right? So the first one is, it's a circumstance or action that offends proprietary or established moral conceptions or disagree, disgraces, sorry, those associated with it. B states that a person who conducts offends propriety or morality. The second one is loss of damage to reputation caused by actual or apparent violation of morality or propriety or like disgrace. And then the third is malicious or defamatory gossip. Now, when you look up U.S. gymnastics, right, and what's been happening uh, with Larry Nasser, as well as now it's been um, more people are understanding that it wasn't just him. There are other coaches, right? The word scandal is all over the place. And I'm going to tell you why I just don't like that word. I think it's very, it it's, it's like number three. People take that as like, it's malicious and defamatory gossip. And this is so much bigger than gossip. This is so much bigger than defamatory, Right. This is so much bigger. And I feel when we use that word because it's used so much in society when it comes to gossip that um, it almost loses the value of what's actually happening to these victims. And honestly, and what's happening to society, because if we continue to allow and just say, oh, I'm so sorry, that's so bad that that happens, we're not going to change anything. And I believe that we only owe it, we only just don't owe it to the victims, but we actually even owe it to our future kids or our future grandkids. Because if we don't start changing this now and holding these individuals responsible, then who knows how many more kids are going to be physically, sexually abused, or there's force, fraud, and coercion going on where they start becoming, or they become a victim of human trafficking, which these are so close together, people. So close together. Because most of these kids said nothing because there was force, fraud, or coercion going on, or that this individual, they like I mentioned in episode, uh, in part one of this episode, is that they were just thinking that this person was really nice to them and the way they positioned it was, you know, it was just special treatment and they saw nothing wrong with it because that's what that's what kids do. Right. That's what young people do. They don't know a lot of times that someone is harming them. They're not aware and we're not having those awareness conversations with them. So, again, I constantly will ask this question on who is responsible only. Larry Nasser, because his name is publicized everywhere, because he is the big fish. Only Larry Nasser is um, should be held liable for all of these victims. Like, who are the executives of this of these associations? Right? Who are the coaches that allowed this 
to happen on their watch because what is happening um with with the report of those over 50 coaches who basically are on a list and have been reported to the US gymnastics they were just moved from one gym to another gym to another gym to another gym so we did nothing to protect these kids we just moved them and honestly that really sounds much like what the catholic church does right when there are allegations against a priest no problem we'll just move them to another state we'll just move them again and we'll just move them again even though it's starting to happen everywhere he follows, right? Everywhere he goes, it's it, it's not like it's following him. <laughs> He's doing it in all of those places. And that is what the U.S. Gymnastics Organization did. That's what their leadership did. That's what their board did. Because in my, in, in just how a board runs, a board should know when these things are happening. And nobody did anything. And so all, what well, I'm lying. They did do something. They handed over, they handed the prey over to the predator. That's what they did. You handed the prey over to the predator. So do not think that you're not as guilty as Larry Nasser. You totally are. But because you're an executive, because you're a board, because you run one of the a, a huge, large, sponsored, um, very public organization, that then you're untouchable. Um, I couldn't tell you how many years ago it's been where, for example, let's just say it's um, a, a, a woman and she is the driver of a car. Um, and the individuals in that car, they do a drive-by shooting or what have you. Um, guess what happens to her? And she can say, I didn't know what we were doing. I had no idea that they were going to shoot up that house or that school or whatever. She is still going to get time because she was there. And so you may not have physically been in the room, but you still should be having some major criminal consequences for allowing this to happen, for sweeping things under the rug. But because this person may be uh, on, you know, coming from a lower income and you're from a higher income, you're untouchable. But this person, they get these consequences all day long. That is not the society that should be, you know, we should not be thriving in that kind of society. Those rules are just stupid. And those rules are continuing to allow more and more children and youth to become victims. So we're in charge of that and we are causing that because I say you should cancel all these executives and we're not really doing that. Now, um, the environment, right? The environment that we're creating is a playground for these predators. And I've said it on many other episodes Um Actually, if you probably go, I think it's episode two, if you go back to that episode and we talk about how it's not necessarily that just the organization is a bad organization, um, these predators are smart. They see that these organizations have all these holes as well. And so they specifically go because they have access. It's a playground for them, right? They have all this access to all of these children and young people. 
So they're like, yes, I'm going to go there. I'm going to be, I'm going to be beloved. No one's ever going to question me. There is no really background check. It happens maybe every few years. Um, I could do all of these things and I can, I have access to 50, 100, 150, 300 kids within a year or two years time frame. And we're not watching. We're not watching who is there. Now, I think, you know, I, again, we just need a higher responsibility and we should demand that. It shouldn't even be a question, right? Like we should demand that higher responsibility for these individuals who pro provide these platforms or have organizations that it is made up of children or it's for children and young people. Um, and honestly, that's what distinguishes us between minors, right? This is why they can't make decisions and buy cars and homes and have a 40-hour job until they're over the age of 18 or 18 and up. Because they're minors, they don't know. And they don't know how to distinguish things sometimes. And people want to manipulate and exploit that. And we're basically allowing them to do to do so. Now, one of the things I wanted to mention on why I think that this organization has just I know it's it's broken my heart for sure. But the Indie Star, right, the publication out of Indianapolis, who kind of broke this story um, back in 2016 is they found the shortcomings of the U.S. gymnastics organization, because as I mentioned in part one of this episode, they have coaches. People reported coaches. People did their job to protect these kids. Um, there was humanity within them and they warned them and the U.S. Gymnastics Organization did nothing. So one of the shortcomings that they have is they're all about protecting themselves, right? And not really protecting the gymnasts, which many of them, as we know, are children and young people. Um, and so one of them is that they require a criminal background check only on professional and instructor members. So mainly coaches at the competitive, non-competitive levels instead of all of personnel at member gyms. Like there are going to be more people, more personnel to help run the gyms than the actual like professional and instructor members. And we are not or they are not um, requiring a background check for them. This is the same like at a church and things of that. And like at a church, you have so many volunteers, for example. And I think churches have to do a better job at investigating having background checks for people that work specifically with the youth ministries. Um, it, it, that should just be a no brainer. And unfortunately we don't, you don't see that in most ministries at all either. So the gymnastics, U.S. gymnastics organization needs to step up and require all like you're part of the brand. So anyone can tarnish your brand, right? So you need to show that we are protecting these children at all levels, which that's not what they're doing. Another one is that they are not publicizing um, when a coach's membership is suspended due to an investigation in sexual, you know, improprieties. So they're not publicizing that. As you know, I read those pattern, those uh, coaches to you in, in part one of this episode. They're just staying completely silent about it. How can you not warn other parents? How can you not warn, warn other gym owners? Like, 
this great coach, I've heard great things about him in another state. He comes to my gym. I'm like, oh yes, fantastic. I just gave up my, my kids on a silver platter to them. How can we not warn? It is our job to do that. And they're not doing it. And then, of course, they fail to alert the authorities um, on many of the uh, sexual allegations or sexual abuse of by coaches. They're just not saying anything. So um, I wanted to mention just real quick of there was another coach in Maryland. His name was Neil Frederick, and he was convicted in 2002 for a third degree sex offense. And he was accused of fondling five girls ages nine through 10 at an elementary school. Um, And he was their physical education teacher. Okay. He, for example, there is a list of band coaches. That guy was not on the band coach list. Why, Why not? Why is he not on that band coach list? He should be. So, um, I think there are over a hundred, um, of coaches on this ban list. Um, it's like an absolute, you are prohibited from coaching period. Okay. Now it's, it is to prevent coaches from holding like professional memberships through the U S gymnastics. And I do believe with other, like the U S um, swimming team and the U S diving and um, the U S like Taekwondo, because there have been allegations of coaches um, and proven that they have assaulted um, and sexually abused young people within that organization as well. And they're like, they're not playing. I don't know if it's because they're kind of seeing what is happening to the U.S. gymnastics um, organization. And I mean, this is a huge black cloud over them and nobody else wants to be a part of that, right? Now, as I mentioned, there's over 100 band members and nearly all of them were coaches accused or convicted of sexual misconduct. Um, there's even a former Olympic team coach, Don Peters, and he was super well known as well throughout the gymnastics world. Um, and he's even on there. And I really want to commend um, this law office. And I'm going to pronounce the first name probably wrong, but it's Corsagilia McMahon and Allard. Um, the law firm in the Bay Area. And something they said, and it was the attorney Allard, um, attorney Robert Allard of San Jose, California. He said, the coaches and executives who select America's diving team are authority figures with enormous power over the athletes they coach. This imbalance of power is exploited by predator coaches because they know that young athletes are under intense pressure to obey their coaches or risk losing their Olympic dream. Like, think about that. They do. They have so much power because in an instant, I choose, if I'm a coach, I choose whether you're going or you're not going. You may have some good scores, but I can say all these other things of why you wouldn't be a good team member or blah, 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 so on and so forth. Um, That's just a small example. So, the the power that they have, that should tell you even the power that the executives have where they're like, we're not going to do anything to risk, um, you know, going to the Olympics in four years. We're not. Because look what happened with Russia. I don't know if everyone remembers Russia um, in, what was that, in Brazil? 
um, they got busted, a lot of them, for doping. And they were booed so bad when they would come on. Um, it was a huge discrepancy. So this last one that happened in Tokyo, um, they couldn't even um, participate under the name Russia, right? They had to participate under the Olympic the Olympic team of the Federation of Russia or something along those lines. So the U.S. gymnastics team and others are not going to mess that up. And that power, if you have that power, then that tells me that you should have that responsibility. You can't just pick and choose on whatever is convenient to you. And I think all parents who are fitting, footing that bill of your kid being in gymnastics, diving, twi- whatever it is, you have that power to tell them, like, I make this salary for you. I think we keep constantly forgetting as a community on how much power we actually have if we're consistent and if we join together to do it. Just like this, right? The Inhumane Podcast, this is all about to show you little steps of action that you can take that are consistent, that will help you fight this fight and to prevent any other child, young person, woman, or man from being sexually exploited, physically exploited in any way, shape, or form. Because it's all crimes against humanity. This is a crime against humanity. And so if we stick together, we will be able to make a difference. And I'll tell you, this ban list, right, is, um, it's extremely helpful. And it's, you know, there's so many parents who, I mean, their kids are all into different kinds of sports and how much money they pay for this club ball and traveling teams and so on and so forth. And yet you don't really know. And they didn't, haven't really investigated this coach that their child is spending this many hours working with. A lot of times they just get dropped off because either they got to go back to work or they got to go help with the other kids or whatever the case may be. You just dropped your kid off and you don't even know if that's a predator just because they have the title coach. People are actually question more priests and there's so many running jokes, right? Distasteful jokes about priests and how they molest um, children and specifically boys and things of that nature. Yet with the coach, we can leave them there all day long. And there's kind of no question. And so there's an advocacy group and they published a first of its kind, like a comprehension list of coaches that are banned from Olympic sports. Um, and they're creating like a database. They have like this great technology where they're creating a database where there are like thousands of people that can no longer, um, they're not allowed to work in the U.S. Olympic system, period. Um, and that's mainly because of sexual abuse allegations, even some doping um doping positives and other like criminal activities. So that involve minors. So they're working diligently to do this. And um, it's, what is his name? Um, It's a former pro skier, Bill Keurig. He originally started this because he, you know, he was this pro skier and parents are talking to him and he's just like, how do you not know anything about me? You know, you're just going to leave your kid with me. And and it's to help parents make more informed um, decisions to be to just to be frank. And I think it's it's genius because families aren't very informed. 
And we we want them to know which coaches are good and which coaches are, are, are not good and maybe what to look out for. So I'm hoping that they take it a little step further or, you know, even here on the Inhumane podcast, we're constantly talking about prevention. And the more conversations you have with your kids, appropriate conversations for their appropriate age is going to help you create a young person who is not afraid when somebody um, uses force, fraud, or coercion, right? They're going to come and be open to come and tell you what that conversation was. And then you're able to decipher if this is a good guy or a bad guy, a good girl or, or bad girl, right? Because not all predators are, are males. And I want to be very, very clear about that. Um, so I want to tell you something that um, there is another organization called Safe Sports Center. So they utilize that um, in regards to finding a really, really good coach and to protect, right, young athletes. And so what Dan Hill said, the spokesman for the Safe Center, Safe Sports Center, he said, as you might imagine, there are a lot of legal issues relating to putting people's names out there on a banned list. Okay, so yes, that's true. But then Keurig says we're nimble a private enterprise, and we don't exist to serve multiple masters. To me, that is key. They're not going to publish what some big sponsored organization wants them to publish. They're going to publish what's right um, and what's, you know, what's wrong if it needs to go down that path, right? That is what they're there to publish, to protect the parents and their children, not about protecting the organization, because in reality, the organization could be protecting itself and it's choosing not to. It keeps pushing things and putting things under the rug or filing them away instead of actually protecting itself by first protecting the victims, by first protecting the young people that they're there supposed to protect. Um, and so you know, uh, Keurig, the former pro skier, he actually tells parents, um, kids of parents that he's coached, like, hey, have you Googled me? Like, I think I could do this for your kid, but, you know, go Google me. Go, your, your kid's going to be with me for 10 to 20 hours a week. Go figure out who I am. Don't just trust the words that are like coming out of my mouth, right? So they need to do that for sure. I wanted to mention um, something that these executives said for the U.S. gymnastics team. And this is, I guess, why they kind of protect themselves, um, which is just it, it's just mind boggling to me. Um, but they protect themselves because they're basically saying that again, and I'm going to keep saying it, that if a child and a child's parent doesn't say anything, then they kind of can't, they're, they're not going to investigate it any further. And I don't know what else um, they need to be told. I don't know. Actually, I'd love to know your thoughts. What consequences do you think that these executives and leadership should receive? Because the board actually did resign um, or were asked to resign. Um, and they do have some programs in place recently that are all about protecting, um, and preventing this from happening. But according to some of the individuals that are on this program, it hasn't even really gotten started. Like, so again, uh, a, your fail safe 
can't even be a fail safe because you're not putting any energy into it. So more so does that tell me that you're not even sorry that any of this happened. Like too many times there's organizations when something happens and boom, they make like a whole um, like complete change and it's a little chaotic because there wasn't a lot of thought put into it and some things fail that way. But here you're not even trying to implement it. And I think it's been like over four years or something along those lines. Um, Don't call me on that. But if you, you find out when that would be great to let let me know. Um, so I say all this because if it could happen on this global platform where these individuals are in front of cameras all the time, where they are very mentally strong young people because they're competing every day of their lives through physical challenges, mental challenges. Um, and if this is happening to them, then it is happening in our own backyard. That's just what's happening. And we can't stop and prevent human trafficking if we can't stop and prevent sexual abuse happening. Because let me tell you, they're, they're very similar. There's so many gray between the two, as well as you're talking about most human trafficking victims know their predator. Just like with sexual abuse victims, they know their predator. The percentages are much lower where it's just some random stranger. So let's be lionesses, right? Let's be lions and literally protect our cubs, whether they're ours or they're not. If you're part of that community, I believe it's part of our responsibility to do so. And I'll tell you, I'm I'm really dedicating this, this episode, part one and part two, to two people. The first one is Rachel Den Hollander. And she is one of the one out of the three individuals who reported Larry Nasser after 16 years of her being abused. She was abused by him in 2000 um, when she was a high school gymnast. And she waited 16 years when that indie star publication came out. That is when she said, okay, I'm here to push this forward. And the other individual is Detective Andrea Munford. She actually is the one who believed Rachel and she investigated to the fullest. Um, And actually, there's a third person and his name is Mark Alessia and he's the actual reporter. I think, you know, you're seeing all over the news with... um, you know, Ali, Ali Reisman with Simone Biles, like some really big names in gymnastics. And they're big because they were the recent gymnasts, right? Um, and I'm dedicated to these individuals because you're talking for them to be abused so far back and for her to move forward and have the courage to do so and get all of this spinning and started. Um, she just doesn't have a well-known name in the gymnastics world. Um, and I think that was one of her biggest fears is like, I am not this big name, but it still happened to her. And so to me, that resonates with so many of our victims because we think, oh, that child's just blah, or this child is just that there's no way that someone would pay attention and hurt them. Couldn't be further from the truth. There's so many little things that we have to pick up and we make excuses or we dismiss and we think that it could never happen to to that child or young person. And in reality, it does. Um, And so really the call to action for this episode is that 
please know who your child is spending time with. Doesn't matter that it's a big name coach or, you know, a little league um, or your babysitter or someone at daycare. It doesn't matter. Truly know. Investigate who that child is with. Um, talk with your child, as I mentioned earlier, like on what is appropriate and inappropriate um, and that they must say something to you, right? Building that relationship, not always shutting a child down, but really be, because when it's important, they're going to be like, well, well, my mom or dad or my guardian, they don't want to hear me. And so when it's important, they're never going to share it. So let them talk to you, let them let you know what's going on, not just the bad, but the good as well. Right. That's how you build that communicative um, relationship. Um, And the other thing is. Remember that predators, they're not just a lone wolf either. And the other connections I like to make is that they do run in packs. And we've seen that more in the human trafficking space. Well, really pedophiles altogether. They they don't. They're not just one person all by themselves. They found an organization that has all these holes. So they get there, they have access to all these kids. Then they bring another predator in or they switch spots kind of thing. And so there's that trusted adult who recommends another trusted adult. So there's no questioning, right? Just... Just a person who is just a great individual that loves kids. (laughs) We're not really paying attention. They pass their prey around. They do that all day long or they share with other predators, right? Um, Like I said, at this location, like this is the organization to be at. They're not going to do anything if there's any allegations. No one's checking. No one's on alert. Everyone's too busy. Simple things. So know where your kids are going. Look at these band lists. If your child is part of a club, um, get involved. Talk to parents, you know, about maybe creating a safety net. One can be here on this day and time because we know everyone has jobs or has other kids to take care of. Take turns. Do something. You can do any one of those things that takes a little bit of time and just be consistent about it. Because we can prevent all of these children and young people from being harmed and future from being harmed. So thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. You can find more episodes and all of our other Hot Pie Media originals baked fresh daily at our home online at hotpiemedia.com, the Hot Pie Media YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts.